I'm Sam Manoi, current WWE, WWF legend, and former WWF tag team champion. This is my story, the ups and downs of trials and tribulations, the behind the scenes of my time in pro wrestling. This is Head Shrinker Sam Manoi. Samoan SWAT Team Talks. Well, welcome back once again. It's been a couple weeks, but I think we ironed out all the kinks. Uh, a lot of uh, pro wrestling news. I know we wanted to take some time for a friend of yours, Kevin Nash, just to, you know, not uh, be out there, uh, you know, promoting things during a time of uh, a horrific experience for him. And I know that you uh, sent some well wishes to him and it's obviously a very uh, a tragedy that that happened so uh we wish our hearts and uh condolences are to the kevin nash and his family during this time uh but let's get right into it first of all how's it been going the last couple of weeks uh pretty good you know can't complain too much uh you've been all over the place podcasts and a lot of uh appearances and things like that you know but <clears throat> now it's home to time to rake up the leaves yeah and uh it's getting ready thanksgiving's coming up i know you got a couple of appearances prior to and then you're off to you're off to pensacola yeah yeah we're going down we're gonna have our reunion down there this year and uh really looking forward to it um uh, everybody's gonna be getting in on the weekend of the third the 21st so, uh, which is Pops' birthday, so, you know, so it's fitting. That's, that's great. So, you're going to be down there for Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come, probably come home on the day after. We're going to take our time. We're going to drive down. And... Yeah, because you're driving, which leads us into that. I know we're going to get into the bloodline in future episodes, but you're driving to Pensacola from Pennsylvania, and I'm sure that has not been the first time well, I can tell I can tell you it hasn't been because I've been in a car with you on some long-ass car rides. You make but, it far. It's not, it's not that bad. Well, it is. It is. And the older we get, the worse it is. So I know there was many a times where we was we were in the car from Pennsylvania just to Pittsburgh or to, you know, wherever the case may be for three, four, five hours in a clip, and it was horrific. And now you're going to make the 18-hour drive. But let's, let's take that and spin it into the 90s when you guys – uh, you and uh, Rikishi had Trinker, Samu, and fought two tag team champions all over the country. Did you fly? Did you drive? Oh, it depends. It depends. Uh, TV tapings, you know, you always had to be there no matter what. So they, you're usually flying into to TV tapings. Uh, other than that, it was pretty much 250 miles uh, or under you're driving. Uh, you remember all of that. You took me a few times there. Yeah. How about house shows? When there was a house show back then, they used to run house shows during the week. So, yeah, same thing. Mostly driving over two hundred and fifty miles, you get a ticket. You still get a stack of tickets because you know you're California one day, Chicago the next day. So uh, you know every, every time you go to the TV tapings, usually a hand you a stack of tickets. So damn big and flights. Yeah, yeah. So and where were you living at that time? When when uh, where were you living then? Oh, I bounced between Pensacola and uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. But, you know, my kids were born up here. My met my wife up here. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where we hung out. But you were down in Pensacola, so 
and there's no easy flight to Pensacola because I've done that with you as well. So there's no easy flight to Pensacola. So uh, you'd have to. It is not no easy. So you'd have you'd have to bounce around. So you'd leave there. What airport would you go to from there? Oh, Pensacola. We're always flying out. It depended where you lived. You know, you could live anywhere. You know, when you, you, know, you come from Hawaii if you want, whatever. But um, Pensacola was always pretty good. But you're doing, remember, we were doing 17 days on, three days off on the road. So it's a pretty rough schedule. It's hard on the family. But, yeah. Uh, good support. Yeah, so 17 days on. So you fly from, say, Pensacola back to Pennsylvania, and then you'd have, uh, say, Poughkeepsie, Buffalo, you know, that, that whole circuit going on. But you'd be in the car for 90% of the trip. Yeah. It's a true story. We'd be a lot of driving, a lot of driving. These guys today, they're they're flying everywhere. God bless them. You know, they're doing really, really good things, and uh, I'm proud of them all for doing that. Who did you drive with? Oh, me and Kishi. Me and Kishi. I was a lot, a lot by myself. Uh, but you know, we we pick up, choose our people. You know. You I drove did. by yourself. Most of the time. Most of the time. Unless you came, man. <laughs> I had, uh, you know, Skinner, me and Skinner used to travel a lot together, and uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Do you miss those days of being on the road? Sure, I miss what I could do back in them days. You know, as you get older, it's not not any easier <clears throat> to get around, but uh, I, I miss the days that I was able to jump in and out of the ring and do whatever I wanted. So you'd get, you'd get in the town, and what time did you usually get? I know you, you're a last second guy. You always were a last second guy. I, I'm telling you, it bothered me to no end, even going to, you know, the little indie shows because you wouldn't want to walk in until the show was at seven, it'd be 6.58 when we were walking in the door. So, I like my dad. <laughs> so, back then, what time would you end up at an arena? Oh, uh, well, TV tapings, you know, you had to be there early. You know, you're there at probably noon at best, uh, in line. Get your 50 bucks and <laughs> that was another and what, tv was only 50 bucks and paid that credit you know? and what'd you do they fed you though right yeah they give you pretty much had the same meal all the time it was always chicken breast uh stuff that's good for you but uh, steamed broccoli steamed vegetables uh it's a good thing good stuff you know <laughs> did, did you hate it no <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so yeah and, you know but once you're, once you're in the arena, you couldn't leave, right? You had to stay. Yeah. Yeah, you're locked in there. You're kidnapped. You're hostage. And you guys, you know, the, back then they were doing three hours of raw tapings, not like <laughs> where it's just three hours live and gone. You were there the, you know, one, well, you two, three hours. And, you know, you got to do your promos and stuff like that, your vignettes or whatever the case may be, um, whatever angle or whatever it is you're doing. So it's a, it's a hell of a day. It's a long day. See, I think people people want to know that stuff because that's the behind the scenes footage that that people never get to see. You know, you, anymore, you know, people just they 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 watch the live shows, but they don't know what it is to go on to it. And 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 now, uh, you, you see like the fans they hang out out back out of the arenas. Did they did they do that back then as much? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you know you have your diehard fans and they they want to get their autographs in and their merchandise uh, signed up and stuff. Today, now they got the, all these conventions and these Comic Cons and things like that going on. So, you know, they at least made a, a place for all these fans instead. Uh, somewhere safe, you know, some of these people, they come out there in the dark, you don't even know who the hell is who, you know. 
Were you were you were you approachable back then? Uh, it depends. Depends my mood, you know. Depends how. I'm no mood. shit. <laughs> everything went. It was a nice, smooth day, and everything was good, brother. You know. And for you back then, you were traveling with. I mean, there was a lot of family that was. I mean, we're like I said, we'll get into that. But you had a family there even then between, you know, Rikishi. Uh, between Yokozuna, so you had family. Your dad, pops, was there all the time. So you had family around you, you know, a, a lot of the time. Did you travel with Yoko a lot? Oh yeah, we, we were normally on the same circuit uh, together. Um, did a lot of traveling. Uh, they brought pops in mostly to keep keep us in line. You know, we have a little too much fun out there sometimes. But uh, pops can. He mostly just did TV tapings and stuff like that. You know. Uh, but it was good. It was good. It was, it was a good, strong time for the family. It was uh, at that time, you know, you don't usually see that many people from one family uh, in there at the same time. And shit, look at it today. Well, I, yeah, I know compared to today. But and so with, with that, at that point, you're you're the senior member there because you were there since the eighty. I mean, you're there fifteen years prior to all this, so you were like the senior. Yeah, yeah, I'm you know, old. You were you were the you were the head of the table, so to speak, at that point, right? Once upon a time, once upon a time, I'm the oldest of all the cousins, and you know we're all first cousins, and uh, I'm the I'm the oldest one of all of them, and uh, I was in I was in early, I was in early early eighties, got lucky. Yeah, which leads which leads it into because you were in there, so in the nineties you already had all the ring experience, so. When I know I never knew this until actually I, I, how I didn't know this the whole time, but you had told me that the original plans were uh, you and Rod uh, Yokozuna to be the original head shrinkers at the time. So for him coming in, was he was that something that he was nervous about doing at the time? No, no, not at all. We were we knew everything because we were coming from Japan. They were like plucked us out of Japan at the time. Uh, Rod and I was doing the Samoan thing over there and. The, Savage, uh, he was a great coquina, and I was doing the wild Samoan, you know, like I always have uh, in Japan, I guess, anyway. And uh, yeah, I was supposed to be him and I was going to do the head shaker tag team gimmick in WWF at the time. And, uh, he was doing a lot of uh, things like in uh, overseas in Mexico, and uh, he had got a cut on his leg, got infected, so he wasn't able to, to do the debut match that we had already. So Vince was, uh, you know, upset about it. Not necessarily upset, but he was ready, you know, to scratch the whole thing. And I was like, hey, whoa, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he came all of this way. And at the time, Fatu was there anyway. And we had done already we have a, a history and a, smart, a strong package uh, as a small SWAT team. So, you know, we know each other like the back of our hands, too. So we're like, you know, it's Still give us the chance. Let us if we if we don't get over, we'll leave. If we do, then we, we come back and we have a talk. So that's pretty much how that went. Uh, Fatu and I went out there, tore it down. It was a it was a good time. It was a good time. And uh, luckily, when uh, Yoko healed up and he came back and they seen his side, uh, Sardar Sardar came up with the idea of uh, sumo gimmick. And uh, next thing you know, all three of us are there. And they brought my dad in. And, it was all beautiful until Captain Lou showed up. Nothing against Captain. <laughs> I love Captain to death, but with Captain came the baby face. And that's where I kind of got salty with the baby face. 
I'd rather so you, have, you, know, you you thought that was going to be the downfall? I don't know. Yeah, well, no, I didn't think it was going to be a downfall. I just didn't want to, you know, it was not what we had discussed and, you know, what was planned and what was in my mind. But, you know, I was young back then and, you know, and I had my mind made up. My mind's made up. You know how that is. And you just didn't want to have any parts of being a baby face as a head shrinker? Pretty much. Pretty much. Just didn't really like the, the baby face, which I should have just stayed there. You know, had I to do it over again, I'd still be there. You know? See, but, and, that's, and that's interesting because even after all of that, you got, you end up leaving the team, leaving the WWF at the time, uh, the head shrinkers, then obviously split up and they start moving Rikishi with Fatu to a different direction. And then you, you not so long after make a kind of a sort of comeback with big Matt Rosie. Mm -hmm. How did that come? How did that come to be? It was, it was okay. We had a good, uh, a good talk. We, We were able to have a lot of creative control over the gimmick and, um, it was, uh, you know, it was a Simone, kind of like mafia type Simone, uh, New Jack City type shit. Um, it was, it was gonna go pretty good, I, I felt. Uh, but at the same time, there was a lot of disagreements and a lot of things that that uh, didn't happen. Uh, mostly, but because of myself, you know, I was uh, hard headed and, uh, you know, I didn't look at things. For the longevity of things, I looked for the moment. So, because I think that would have set that would have set something that was really that was a if you watch now even you know on the network or or wherever you you know even on YouTube when you see that I think that gimmick was a, would have been a, a really big winner across with the fans because they were getting into it and at that time like you said New Jack City was out all these movies were out so it's kind of like fit in the mold of what you were trying to do. And, and obviously you guys had to, you know, look the part. And I think that could have really, really went somewhere. So you're saying that because you just didn't like some of the things that they were trying to do, you decided to. Yeah. Not... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't play well with others that, that well at, at the time. So, yeah. I was hard headed, stubborn, did things my own way. And, uh, and, it is what it is, you know. We learn as we yeah. go. Never stop learning in wrestling, but right. So that's why now, as you coming back under a uh, WWE, you know, legends contract, you you have to feel as obviously you made a difference in the wrestling world, and they and they, you know, they 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 obviously like you because because they brought you back again. So I'm sure now later in life, you're you're more thankful than ever to. Yeah, no, I'm appreciated. It's appreciated. Uh, I worked hard my whole life for for this business, only, only the business. So um, I put a lot of uh, blood, sweat, and tears into it. Uh, I, I think that I helped a lot of people along the way. And uh, I think that's a given. I mean, I think that's a given. You can you can count them as they go down. I mean, I know just just in the Wild Samoan Training Center itself, the amount of people that came through. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's not. Sometimes what you take away is what you can give, you know. So that's where I'm at. And then, and then you, and then so you go, and then you start hitting the independent scene a little bit here and there, and you're doing a lot of, you know, especially fresh off of TV. But uh, Matt kind of well, goes away. 
to Allentown from Florida, from Pensacola then. Yeah. That's when the independence was, you know, pretty strong then, and they were starting to pop up everywhere. And Allentown was, you know, an hour away, you're in New York, two hours away, you're in West Virginia, three hours away, I'm sorry, two hours, you can get to Baltimore. Yeah, you know, so it was pretty easy. You didn't have to break the borders back looking, you know, for a plane ticket and room and everything like that. So you're able to kind of meet in the middle uh, with the promoters, save them a little bit, save you a little bit at the same time, get you some more bookings. You, know, you and I, we went all the way out to Pittsburgh about every week down there. So every week, it was, uh, you know, you know, that's just, just part of being on the road. Yeah, but and Allentown at that time was kind of where you guys were. It was kind of a safe little area, good schools for the kids and stuff like that. So you were in a good, you were in a good situation there. But what I'm saying is, so then you, you like I said, you kind of go away from it. Matt kind of goes away. Then they bring Matt back, and they bring, and they bring uh, Eki, another cousin, back. And before you know it, you got another three minute warning. Yeah, three minute warning. I love that. That was a strong team uh, at the time, especially when they were with Eric Bishop. I kind of liked that. You know, I never really uh, knew Eric or got along with. Him. I can't say I didn't get along with him. Never really knew him, but. Uh, I kind of like the fit uh, with the three minute one with them uh, until they power bomb May Young. I was like, "Oh my God, they're gonna kill us all the way here!" So, yeah. <laughs> so you never you said that you never got a, you never talked to Bischoff in your time, even when you were in WCW, or he wasn't there yet. He wasn't there yet. <clears throat> nope. So I you went. never had any run-ins. No, not with him. Hmm. Wow. That's amazing. You ever see these guys on some of these appearances that come up and introduce themselves now later on in life that you never really got to be around? Sure, you see everybody at these things. <laughs> Sooner or later, you're going to run into everybody out of here. That's a good thing, too, sometimes, you know. Yeah, you were saying that a, a couple of weeks ago. You said that you like doing these now because you get to see, you know, people who you haven't seen in forever. Recently, you just saw Bret Hart. How'd that go? Bret's doing good. Uh, he looked happy, he looked healthy. He was uh, at a sign in, uh, in New Jersey a couple, what was it, about three weeks ago or so. Was, but you see everybody, like I said, at these things uh, all the way. I, shoot, I've seen uh, Steve Lombardi, Steve Lombardi running around, Barry Horowitz, Virgil's even still active and he's out there. He's uh, he's not doing so good. He's got the dementia, you know, already. So. Yeah. But, uh, hey, yeah, I mean, uh, so the the theme that I wanted to do today was that was you know this this in the '90s and on the road, but it leads to so many things and so many people that you were around. And back then, you, I mean, the rosters were just massive because they had so much, so many you know different towns you were going to. You may have been on one show while somebody else was on another show, and then you crisscrossed, and, mm -hmm. and you know it, it, it was kind of crazy back then. Right, you'd have your A team, B team, and sometimes a C team and shit. Um, but it was all good. It was all good. It depends who you were, who you were roading with, you know. But uh, we always had a good thing, and never really, you know, had any heat with anybody. Always got along with everybody. And and when you when you were up in Connecticut, that where did you visit the building a lot? Were you ever in the building a lot in the in the actual? I mean, that's like the. That's wow. like the holy grail of wrestling. Everybody wants to, you know, takes pictures of it and wants to see it. And were you in the building? Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, we didn't mark out for it, but I mean, you know, we didn't get no pictures or nothing. <laughs> um, no, it is. It's a beautiful place. I mean, the gym, 
food, restaurant, everything. Oh, uh, you went through it all? You were in the whole Oh yeah. Oh I think everybody goes if you sign the contract, you're in there. Yeah. So they take you through, show you everything, and were you in Vince's office? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you're waiting to get. You see the whole building as you're waiting in line to get in there to see this. Everybody's waiting in line to have did you have a lot of dealings with Vince? No, sometimes. I mean, yes and no. Um, you know, mostly he's business, man. He's business. When it comes time for what he wanted uh, out of you on TV, he'll come over there and tell you, you know. So I had a lot of good stories about that. And, uh, about Vince himself. Yeah, everybody wants to know about Vince. That's another anomaly in the world is Vince McMahon. But I know Pop's always just walked up and he talked to him like he was – Right. Like he wasn't the king of the world at the time. <laughs> so it was one time it was right before because those times you would build yourself because the shows at that time was all pay-per-views. So you wanted to get to the pay-per-view. So you had to be strong on TV as we led into it, depending on how high up on the on the card you were on the marquee. So this time we we're getting ready as we're going into WrestleMania or whatnot. And uh, you know, Vince comes over there, he goes, Go out there, you gotta be strong, you know, look strong, look good out there. And you're sticking your hand up his ass and pull his guts up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was like, I love it. All right. Whatever. Next. <laughs> so that's funny. We're sitting there putting our baby oil on and talking bullshit and impacted. And uh, poor Jimmy Powers, he comes over there. You know, he wants to know what the hell are we going to do, you know, in the match tonight. I mean, he had the new guy that was with him, you know, another uh, guy that was uh, doing some enhancement work. And uh, Jimmy wanted to do this spot. And I was like, no, I can't. Said, what do you mean you can't? I said, no. He says, well, what are we going to do? I said, I'm going to stick my hand up your ass and pull your guts off. <laughs> <laughs> <I> said, what? <laughs> he, he storms off. <laughs> and then him and Vince come back about 20 minutes later. <laughs> and Vince is laughing. <laughs> he goes, you know what I meant, right? <laughs> And I said, yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> and he just laughed and walked away. <laughs> so how was the match? It was great. It was great. I, me and I said, Jimmy, me and you start. So I walked up with him. I said, grab the arm. So he grabbed the arm. I said, now tag out. Never seen him again. <laughs> that, was, that was the end of his uh, action. <laughs> <laughs> You guys were always good with giving the given, especially the students at the school that hadn't spent talent at the time coming in. You always gave them matches, and they always had the unfortunate pleasure of working with you. And I know all about that. So they they did it, and uh, it definitely was interesting. But did you feel that it was good for uh, not only the center, but that you kind of knew the some of the workers that were coming in, or they just guys that popped senti and said here. No, no, they were they were our students. You know, they were happy as hell to be in there. They would have did anything that you asked them and did. They did everything that you asked them to do, and it's noted, you know. But um, yeah, we had a lot of fun with them because we always teach them. You know, you don't if you can take a good bump, you don't need these mats on the floor. And I move the mats and slam them on the concrete. <laughs> so I said, "Did that hurt?" And they like, "Well, then you didn't you didn't land right. You got to learn how to." get back in the ring and learn how to take these bumps right. Because if you know how to fall, you can take a bump uh, anywhere. You know? That's the way I was taught anyway. But then, hey, look at me limp today, so what the fuck do I know? 
<laughs> so with that said, uh, let's get away from wrestling for a minute. We'll wrap up here. But what is the Thanksgiving dinner that you will have? And what is the like the tradition of a Samoan for Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, Lord. Well, you know, we're going to have turkey and gravy and mashed potatoes, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fish on the table and uh, some Samoan chop suey. And I think lot. that's the biggest surprise is, is it's going to be turkey, mashed potatoes, and, and, and filling. Samoan SWAT Team Talks is a Harv production. To stay up to date on all things SST, follow the show on Instagram at sst.talks and Facebook at Samoan SWAT Team Talks.